Hey y'all, what is going on? This is your man L. Jamal coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. This is a place where you can say what you want as long as you got the facts. Uh, today uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a couple of things tonight. Um, I'm gonna get this re- I'm gonna get this review out the way for you guys. Um, I was gonna talk about some other news, but again, things happen and uh, the world is constantly changing. I'm sure a lot of you. I'm pretty sure the whole world knows about this one tonight. Uh, our man, uh, we've watched him for years, whether you love him or you hate him, uh, you hated him as a player, uh, but you probably, resp- you definitely respected him as a man. Um, Kobe Bryant has passed away uh, earlier today, but we, I, I, like I said, I believe the majority of you guys know about this, unless you've been under a rock. Um, of course, he was in an elevator cl- uh, crash, and um, tonight, I, I'm, I, you know, this is the place where I normally will, you know, have facts for you guys. And this is the place where, like I said before, uh, the Verada Bounce is a place where your facts, you know, as, as you can say what you want as long as you got them facts. Uh, and I'll get into some facts later on, um, later on tonight. But for right now, um, we know all the facts about Kobe. I can sit here and tell you how many points he scored. Uh, I'm going to, I can tell you, you know, how many championships he's won. We could talk about all that all night. Um but I'll make this short and we're going to make this sweet because, um, again, we've all talked about it. I'm pretty sure we've all discussed it uh, amongst our peers, amongst our friends, co-workers, um, you know, you know, just our regular people that we deal with every day. We've talked about it. Uh, so I mean, there's probably going to be some more conversations about it, you know, uh, as we go along. But uh, tonight, again, like I said, I'm going to get to some I'm going to get into the facts later, but uh, I'm going to just. Get into my, I guess you could say, talk about, I can talk about how I feel about the situation. Um, I got the text earlier uh, today before I went to work and I was like, huh? The first thing I say is, huh? Kobe died. Uh, that was the, the text message I got. Oh, Kobe died. Huh? You know, and I got the, the, uh, then my, the next text that I got was the article leading me to, you know, the facts that he was gone. Um, there is a possibility that his daughters or one of his daughters, his, his children could have possibly died with him. That sucks even more. Um, like I said, I'm gonna get out of the facts tonight. I'm not, I'm, I mean, at least for this, for this part, I'm not going to just talk about my feelings. And, um, I've talked about Kobe. I've talked about the Lakers on this channel before on this, on this platform before. And, uh, I'm not a Kobe fan. You know, I wasn't a, I wasn't a Laker fan. Um, but you can't just because I'm not a fan doesn't mean I didn't recognize his greatness. Um, one of the most tenacious basketball players I've ever seen. Uh, when I saw his, when I saw him retire from the sport, I actually learned more, some more about him, and I learned about his business drive. And I don't, you know, I have no ill will against men who take care of their children, who are trying to provide the best for their families. Um, I saw somebody that was a student to the game, a student to life, who who saw his situation, and he wasn't necessarily uh, born in a in a crazy situation or a broken home, but again, he worked hard. Uh, he worked as hard as any kid that might have had those chips on their shoulders. He might have, you know, created chips on his shoulders, a la Michael Jordan, you know, just to be, just to have his mind focused for the game. I saw a consummate professional. I saw a con- I saw a consummate again a, a man who uh, was a, was ever evolving. Uh, he 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 was a dynamic scorer in his younger years. He became you know the Black Mamba later on, and uh, he became you know more clutch as the years went on. Uh, one thing I always noticed about this guy he he always made his free throws, and I don't know if he continued that same. Um, it was this thing he used to do. I remember I remember it vividly. Back in the day, uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but back, especially in the early 2000s, 
it's always sticks out to me, you know, the same when he went, went to those free throws and he was just breathing to his hands like he was cold or something. But you knew he wasn't missing no free throws that night. He's just blowing it to his It's just the same old process. He gets into the line. You know, he breathes into his hands. He's acting like, you know, his hand might be cold, but he's just getting right. But, you know, when he starts to do that, he ain't missing no free throws. So, um. You know, he was a great, phenomenal player again. You know, I could I could be all, you know, you know, salty. I have a, I have all my life to be salty about what the Lakers did to the Kings. But today we're going to get past that. Uh, we lost a, a, a truly great human being. Uh, he had his faults. He had his issues, but just like everybody else. So, you know, he had his he had some drama. But again, he for the most part, I felt like, you know, he did his best to improve from that and to get and to move away from that, that lifestyle. Um, again, he raised his children the right way. He was, you know, for the most part, a loving husband. And I think that's what we need to remember about these people. Uh, we had to remember that, you know, he, you know, did a lot of work for our community, you know, even by just being, uh, you know, a positive influence, a positive uh, male role model. Again, he had his drama, but like everybody else, but again, for the most part, uh, he did his, he made sure he did the best to stay out of trouble. And um, we have to respect that. We we have to, um, you know, give credit where it is due. Uh, he's probably the second best or third best player ever to grace an NBA jersey. You know, you can you can be you can get into that argument later on. But today, he's definitely one of the greatest to ever play. And um, you know, through it all, whether or not I was a fan of his team or whether or not I was a fan of him, and you know, it didn't matter. Uh, today we're beyond that. Uh, we're gonna rep. We're gonna uh, respect the respect the life that he lived, and um, we're gonna cherish the moments that he did give us. Because even if we weren't a fan of the Lakers, don't you know? There's some moments that you know about about Kobe. There's some moments that that remind you of Kobe. There's moments uh, that are positive that you can go back and say, Yeah, Kobe did that. Kobe did this. Uh, so we, let's remember that, y'all. Let's 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 uh let's think about the game winners. Let's think about uh. And it's kind of it's kind of sad, you know, because, again, I'm not a fan. But again, just the fact that we lost a life, I don't like the loss of life. You know, when you when you get when you get past that, when you think about life in the bigger picture, you know, you just start to you don't care about him being on the rival basketball team. You don't care about the silly stuff. You know, he's a good man and uh, he, he passed way too young. And uh, for everybody, life is short. You know, hug who you need to hug, kiss who you need to kiss. Uh, hang out with who you need to hang out with. Uh, play 2K with who you need to hang out with. Play Madden with who you need to play Madden with. Smoke with who you need to smoke with. Uh, enjoy a blunt with whoever you need to enjoy a blunt with. You know, take a couple shots for whomever you want to take a sh couple shots with. And enjoy those moments in life. Because, obviously, we, we don't know when it could when it could end. And I, and I think that's the part that gets to me even more so about, you know, even more than him being famous and, and being, you know, the great Kobe Bryant, the great basketball player. You know, he passed away and, and death is so sudden. You know, I, I lost a grandmother. Uh, it will be a couple years at this point. Um, and, it, and it came so quickly, you know, and. That is just how it's how it happens. You don't know when it could come for you. You don't know when it could come for your best friend, your mother, your father. So you need to cherish it. And uh, if you if you if you ain't got no time on your hands, look go up on YouTube and 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 for the sake of it, just look at some Kobe Bryant. Especially if you're an NBA fan, just do it. You know, uh, put the positive energy out there. Put put a dub up in there for him. Put a you know play a pickup game in his honor. You know. Um, 
you know, shoot some hoops with your son or your daughter, you know, in his honor, you know, um, for real, you know, make a, you know, you know, make a, make a, make a, you know, 2K, you know, my career file and, 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 you know, just, just out of reverence, you know, just, and this is just ideas, you know, you don't have to do it, of course, but, you know, be aware of the good and, uh, you know, make us, make us, you know, make your life as possible. I mean, as, as positive as you possibly can again have those good moments go hang out with your friends don't wait too long don't hang out with your father hang out with your mother hang out with your girlfriends if you're a female if you got if you're if you're a guy hang out with your girlfriend hang out with your guy friends you know same thing if you're hang out with all your buddies hang out with your buddies keep them close uh work things out with your enemies if you feel like you got them because again time is too short and there's no telling where you're gonna go or how you're gonna go you know, that's the biggest thing that I could take from this one. That was the biggest thing that came in my head was, you know, you don't know when you're really going to go. This man was rich and had, a, you know, a tons of money. He never, you know, he would have known, you know. But again, you know, things happen. And uh, sorry it went out like that. My condolences to his family. My condolences to the Los Angeles Lakers organization. My condolences to the city of L.A. Uh, my condolences to his fans, to his fan base and um yeah, everybody that, that turned on the NBA game and, and was inspired by him. Anybody who, uh, you know, picked up the mantle to become a, a basketball player and, and, and they modeled they modeled their game after him. My condolences to you. That is your, that is your um, you know, your idol. I'm sorry that you lost. I'm sorry that you lost that piece. I know what it's like to lose somebody that was an idol to you or um, somebody that kept you going or was one of your pieces that kept you going. Um, so I apologize, and I won't. That's probably not the best word, but my condolences to everyone. My condolences to his wife and to his remaining family, um, and that's the biggest thing here. All right, y'all. I'm gonna take a break. Uh, we're gonna do. We're gonna move on. Um, and we're gonna get into some facts. I uh, will be reviewing the newest. Well, not a new flick, but it's definitely a. a in my opinion, it's a really cool solid netflix really a great in my opinion netflix flick uh this is called um well it is called uh the irishman of course it stars robert de niro al pacino and uh we're gonna get into some organized a little bit of some organized crime but some labor unions some u.s politics and again how it all how it all makes sense to a young a young black male <laughs> so um i'll be right back with y'all uh, again uh my review the irishman i'll be right back y'all all right, y'all, I'm back. So let's knock out this review. Of course, I'll be going over The Irishman. Uh, you can find it on Netflix. It is out now. Uh has been available for quite some time. But uh, first and foremost, let's break down the cast in this one. Of course, uh, this is a film that revolves around, uh, you could basically say, yeah, you could say he's the muscle. Uh, he was the muscle of the labor unions at the time. This is Frank Sheeran, played by Robert De Niro. Sort of hear a story about how he got involved in the first place and just his... Uh, uh, interactions with the uh well with the labor unions and that being jimmy hoffa played by al pacino and also the organized crime element as well you have uh joe pesci in here uh playing russell buffalino another associate uh to jimmy hoffa and the well more so the mafia and again we'll get into what the mafia had to do with this and that and the other in just a little bit because i gotta give you guys a little, i feel like i have to give you guys some background uh just into as well as a synopsis of the movie 
as well. You also got Ray uh, Ray Romano uh, in this one playing Bill Bufalino as well. Uh, he is the legal representation for the union throughout the movie. Uh, that would mean uh, Russell Bufalino, also Jimmy Hoffa, Frank, uh, Frank Sheeran as well. All those guys. Remember, this is all based off historical, uh, you know, events. Uh, Bill Bufalino, Frank Sheeran, Jimmy Hoffa, of course, are real people. I'll be giving you some more background information about Jimmy Hoffa himself as well because again this the the movie itself is really weird because it uh it's taking place of course uh later on in time uh you know frank sheeran is kind of uh giving the world his take on jimmy hoffa and all that but again it revolves around jimmy hoffa it revolves around the mob and it revolves around the teamsters union again some more elements that i have to you know you know get you guys up to speed on uh but again it's is it's basically like i said frank sheeran's uh sheeran uh that is the again that is the historical reference here it's his accounts of what of what went on and, and you know his dealings with these people as well uh but a little bit of background on the on the on the people of the movie and the elements of the movie real quick first and foremost uh, we're gonna start off with mr jimmy hoffa uh basically the main component of what this story revolves around jimmy hoffa was born on february the 14th and 1913 in brazil indiana to a german father and an irish mother and believe me uh you would not know this maybe you wouldn't know this but race does play a factor in some of this but we'll break it down uh as a boy his father would pass away and the family would, would eventually relocate to detroit michigan at 14 imagine this y'all imagine at 14 quitting school to work full time in manual labor uh he had to do this in order to support his family now, in which he would find uh, some work at a grocery store, and when he did this, this would be his first, uh, well, his first experience with a labor union and the formation of one. Now, what is a, a union? Uh, well, a trade or labor union is a association of workers forming a legal unit. They act as a bargaining agent and legal representation for all workers affiliated within said union. You have an electrician's union that represent, you have numerous of those. Uh, they're local, uh, yeah, they're local. Uh, they're also some nationwide and maybe even some international uh, trade unions as well. But uh, again, for example, you have a plumber's union, electrician's union. They all kind of stick together. They have a set rate of pay or they they, they fight for a set, uh, set of pay for set working conditions. And again, they work as a collective, as a union, as a unit in order to uh, maintain uh, the well-being of individuals. Again, this is where people come together and and help themselves. So, I, and I'm going to tell you how I really feel about uh, labor unions and all that. It's particularly in this corporate world that we have now. Uh, again, they were formed, like I said, protect workers' rights, including pay, benefits, uh, working conditions, of course, hours, so on and etc. You know, again, as time goes on, healthcare so on and so forth, severance pay, of course, that's all part of it. Uh, but again, the union, the union works together in order to maintain the balance between the working and the ones in charge. Now, Hoffa himself began working, like I said, with unions while he was working for a local grocery chain. He eventually would quit that job. And in 1932, after being involved um, in smaller unions, uh, like I said, particularly on the grocery store level, he was a, he was invited to join the local 299 Teamsters Union in Detroit, which is one of the big prominent unions of the time. Now, the Teamsters, uh, that was, of course, uh, that was a union, of course, of manual labor. Um, I think it was... Uh, 
machinist, the meatpacking, that type of industry. Again, it would it would go on to uh, include trucking as well. That's what Jimmy would add to the fold over time. He would add all the trucking groups. Uh, again, you had uh, customer service at the time, which could have been porters. I think it was, you know, uh, doormen, stuff like that. So that's really what it was. Again, it could be any type of union. Like, again, you can have an electrician's union, plumber's union. I'll get it to my, again, I'm going to get some more to my beliefs in, in a second. Um, again, so he, uh, again, Jimmy will get started in 1952 in the, in the local chapter of the Teamsters Union. Now, by 1933, the Teamsters would would number uh, at about 75,000. Uh, after, like I said, he would consolidate the local trucking groups into the into the fold. The membership would rise to 170. Uh, by 1936, uh, it would be actually by 1939, it would be 420 members, and by 1951, post World War II, membership would rise to over a million. So again. Uh, at this time, you had a lot of people uh, that weren't directly involved in the war effort, directly in, in the armed forces. Uh, you know, the work was plentiful in this time. Uh, factory work, manufacturing work, because again, you're funding the war effort. Uh, but again, that's what, I mean, it, it, and it only makes sense that, you know, with that being said, more labor, more labor groups, more uh, ways for laborers, laborers to get exploited. So therefore, more need of some type of union, some type of cohesion, some type of uh, fair, fair, fair treatment. Uh, now, in the movie, it, again, it, it kind of shows you all that. Uh, but in the movie, we we, we jump back to the movie uh, again. Um, Frank Sheeran meets up originally with Russell Bufalino. He is his original um, connection to the inner workings of the Teamsters. Uh, he starts off, you know, doing work for uh, Bufalino, uh, Joe Pesci's character. Uh, he gets caught up at one point in time. He does get pinched, but this is when he meets up with Bill Bufalino, the lawyer of the family uh, or the lawyer of the union. He helps him out of a jam. So again, he's pretty much, you know, French, uh, Frank's character is pretty much, uh, you know, he's an affiliate by now of the, of the, um, I'm sorry, of the union. Eventually, he would uh, become a president or a high-ranking member as well. So again, you know, it's it was a very, you know, I want to say they, they love to uh, hire or promote from within. So if you've been putting in work with them, if they know you, they put in a good word, somebody puts in a good word for you, uh, they were looking to move move people, uh, you know, again, people that were core solid, that that you know knew Jimmy at this point in time. Frank Sheeran was building somewhat of a of a friendship with Jimmy, hanging out with him, going uh, going uh, to recruit with him. Also the, at the main major meetings, uh, which they discussed all the time. He was there. He was a big part of that. So again, the it, the movie you know pretty much showed their friendship. But I think just as important, you know, just as important as the movie itself, you have to know the history behind it and really what's going on because again, it, it kind of mirrors what's going on in the movie as well. Uh, now, of course, throughout the movie, you would see, you would also see the growth uh, in the in the union as well. Like I said, adding the trucking companies, however, would bring the mafia and other organized crime groups uh, within the Teamsters. And Jimmy would have to navigate and make accommodations for these groups as well. And uh, this is where I started to say, this is where I say the race situation does start to play itself out. Uh, because again, a lot of these uh, groups, and again, this is where I'm going to kind of uh, poke in my two cents as well. A lot of these groups uh, were second generation uh 
you know, immigrants, maybe third generation immigrants from, you know, German ancestry, Polish ancestry for some of them. But the major groups were, were Irish, German and Italian. And for the most part, these groups really did not get along for the most part, especially when it came to organized crime, even the labor unions themselves. Uh, you will see uh, various examples of them, you know, calling each other out or what you will call what they will call racism. Again, there's a scene where uh, Jimmy, he does go to prison. I'll talk about why he goes to prison as well, but he's in prison and he gets into it with a another uh, well, a member of the another member of the union, but he happens to be Italian. And long story short, he basically tells him, I am above you because of basically I'm above you. And he says, you people, he refers, uh, Jimmy refers, you know, has that, that saying, you people, you know, the guy jumps because he's Italian. His, I believe his, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, he got into it with him. Uh, I think his name was, I want to say his name was, um, hmm. Anthony or uh, Anthony, it could be Anthony, but again, uh, they were of course fighting for the same uh, position, and he basically told them, you know, well, they they had a situation where uh, they were in you know line to lose some money, uh, but Jimmy, being in the position that he was in, he was able to save his one million dollars, you know, in the meantime. But the guy locked up with him. He had to take, he had to lose his money. He lost his money. And again, he demanded, he implored that he get his money back and all this. But again, Jimmy, of course, couldn't do anything because they're both stuck in jail. And Jimmy goes, well, you people, referring to Italians, I guess, you people are always out for something, pretty much, in, in those words. And he goes, you people, you know, and so you, you hear that dynamic. So, again, there was some racial element with these groups. Uh, the, the Italians did not get along with the that's what the Irishmen will call them, the Italians. The Italians did not get along with the Irishmen. The Germans didn't get along with a whole lot of people either. So you do have some racial conflicts as well. So this is a big part of it, uh, on, on, on a lot of it. Um, now, in 1946, uh, your boy Jimmy would become the leader of the, legal, the, the local 299 Union. And in 1951, he would be eventually elected as national vice president of the Teamsters. Now, again, this is a this is a prominent group. This group has become over a million members. So it control it only it does not only has some influence in terms of work, working and labor in those realms, but it became a political entity somewhat as well, because, again, it started to influence who got elected. Uh, the Teamsters will respond. Responsible uh, single-handedly for the election of, of of John Kennedy, and you see that in the movie as well. They did that perfectly as well because you see that that dynamics even back then be between you know whose side everybody is on politically because uh, the majority of the team the teamsters excuse me Fred Sheeran and I believe even uh, Russell Bufalino Joe Pesci's character as well they were siding with Kennedy however your boy Jimmy was bankrolling he gave a million over a million dollars to Richard Nixon during the same election and after he got locked up for fraud uh, for doing all those 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 illegal doings with the mafia he had to get he had to go to jail for at least i think it was five years they lit him out but part of that was because president nixon uh had pardoned him so there is some political leanings here that's that's been a part of it as well uh there is definitely influence from both sides of course like i said uh pretty much the teamsters were responsible for getting their communities active in voting for jfk you also like i said had the other side with jimmy hoffa the head of the union himself you know, you know, uh, taking sides with Nixon. So you see that as well. And over time, you see the development of the unions. And again, 
how it all fell apart. And again, one of the things that one of the cracks that you start to see is, again, I believe in that 1960 election uh, again, you know, you saw Jimmy be so adamant about uh, what Kennedy, you know, what Kennedy's election meant, because, again, right after he gets elected, his uh, brother, he well, he appoints his brother, Robert Kennedy, to become the DA or the uh, what would be that? the attorney general. And so the attorney general, as, as the acting attorney general, he starts hitting up the cities like Chicago and New York and starts really you know, taking a hit down on the mob. And again, like I said, like I mentioned before, the mob is a part of the unions. So again, so he turned on them and pretty much started locking people up in a way. And 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 in some back and some back stories and the back, some back channel stories. That's part of you know part of the reasons he got you know executed the way he did. So again, you see that start to dismantle, and then over the time, uh, you know, over the course of the years, dealing with the mafia it became a strain because again, Jimmy had to get locked up. A lot of his people were getting locked up. Uh, he had to, she had to take care of certain people, and it made him a, it made him. I wouldn't. Well, at over time, it wouldn't make him a target. Uh, he had to take care. Well, he used uh Frank Frank services because pretty much. Robert De Niro's character, Frank Sheeran, was the muscle. So he would use Frank Sheeran to take out some of the competition, some of the New Jersey competition, uh, some of the competition, I believe, in the Detroit area as well. So again, after when we start to get to the 70s and the story progresses and history itself progresses, you had Jay, you had the Kennedys who try to lock up all the mobsters, who try to turn on the mobsters. Uh, and again, you see, um, you know, Jimmy try to free uh, free up the the unions from the mafia influence that did not work out uh, so you see that as well and I think the movie did a great job of showing that uh, the, the, it showed uh, it, it showed uh, just how the situation you know it got even Frank caught up because again he's 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 he is the goal between between the mob and Jimmy and so that at the end of the at the end of the day it was like look dude either you're gonna have to take him out or we might have to take you and your family out because that's your partner. That's who you. That's who you've been rolling with. That's who. That's who pretty much brought you into the fold. Uh, and the cool part is he had to because. And again, and this is the point about you know the the mafia influence over that. Uh, I, for 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 whatever reason, uh, the mafia influence and the Italian influence said. You know, you don't have a shot. I mean, we are the majority. I guess they were either the majority in terms of numbers or just in terms of who was bringing in the money or who had the control of the real groups. Uh, but again, the Italians forever and a day flex their muscles in that situation. Uh, there's there's cases and you, you'll see it. Uh, there's cases in which they they did work with Irish gangsters and Jewish gangsters Um uh, and maybe even in German and all those black gangsters and all that as well. But it's specifically, you don't see it too much. Uh, you don't see about it or you don't hear about it too much. But even in those situations, again, we saw it uh, in this movie here. They kind of tell you, yeah, you know, they would do these. They would. I mean, again, these companies and these some of these unions were ran by other groups. But the Italians said, well, we're going to run it our way regardless because we have the the actual organized 
thugs to go along with it and back it up. So again, you saw that throughout the process because again, like I said, I, I, I'm guessing they had the, the organized crime element with them and already had that protecting them. So they were already ready to go and take anything over that they wanted to. So that was pretty much what the issue was with anybody that was non-Italian. They pretty much told him at the end, they would tell uh, Sharon at the end, he don't have no say, you don't have no say. This is this is an Italian thing. Uh, I think Joe Yo, even Joe Pesci himself, uh, who ended up, who actually was of Irish descent as well, um, they, there's a great, there's a great scene near the end of the movie, and uh, they exchange, uh, Russell exchange a ring, well, gives a ring to Fred uh, Sheeran. He kind of gets some background again. He t he gives him this ring and says only three other Ita three other Irishmen have this specific ring. So again, you know that in this element the the organized crime of the mafia is is the influence and if what they say goes and after a while they said you know what jimmy is not making the accommodations we want he wants to kind of rid us of that you know kind of rid the situation of us uh that meaning the labor unions and our influence and they could not have that so they had your boy frank sheeran gassing uh, they he uh, it was cold the way they did it, and that's how they're telling us that. I mean, in, in in the movie, that's how they're telling us. That's how Jimmy went because for those of you who uh, may not know, uh, one of the biggest things about Jimmy about his history was his disappearance, and recently the FBI released his files and all that. That was a big thing, uh, but for the most part, it was really about. You know, he really was missing for this you know amount of time. Eventually, he was uh, pronounced dead. I believe about ten years later. But a body was never found. Uh, that's why even when I saw the movie, I was like, ah, part of me wants to say like he he got away because there was no body to be found. But again, there's ways they could they can hide a body and all that. Uh, you know, the, and you know, there's ways that they can get rid of it and all that and make it so it never pops up that you have to deal with it. So I thought it was a very interesting movie with some very interesting history behind it. Uh, one of the things that I'm going to say is all that stuff that I saw, you know, with the mafia and all that, and I and I've heard this said. Uh, to me, recently, well, not so much recently, uh, but I've heard uh, I've heard minorities or, or what do you would call immigrants to this country or relatives or descendants of, of of immigrants to this country, they'll tell you something like this. They'll tell you, oh, I came to this country and my family came to this country and we worked our asses off and we had to go through this and that. I'm gonna tell you this. That mafia stuff you saw, they was not letting the black people do that. <laughs> this government was not allowing none of that. We were, and and I'm gonna give you a prime example, and and, and this is this is something that people you're gonna have to, again. I take my don't take my word for it per se. I I'll, I'll at one point I'll talk about the story at some point myself, uh, but I implore you to look this up as well. We couldn't even do that type of stuff legitimately. Example, Black Wall Street in Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma, I believe that the year was 1921. They firebombed a whole community of people. Now, Black Wall Street had legitimate businesses, I'm pretty sure markets and laundromats. And the, and the, the Oklahoma government decided they wanted to firebomb it. And I'm just saying, I'm not saying firebomb it, actually, they, they airbombed it. They dropped 
bombs on on that part of the city. Matter of fact, it was the first time they used it. They were they used planes in a in a, an attack like that. Look it up. I'm dead ass. So so when an immigrant tells me that when when the when the when the Italian immigrant you know or the the son or the grandson the great yeah even nowadays it'll be probably at this point the grandson of Italian immigrant or the great the great grandson of that Italian immigrant tells me oh they did this and and we had to go through this. I look at you like. Eh. But you could vote though, you know. <laughs> you know, you could get on the bus and pretty much sit wherever you wanted to on the bus, you know. <laughs> you know, so it, it wasn't the same. I mean, I'm not gonna say you didn't have it and all that, but all that mop day wasn't in there. And don't get me wrong, we had our a crime element and all that, but again, it, it was not. <laughs> it was not to the point where we could bribe motherfuckers, and we was not bribing, you know, the the mayor of the city. We couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you know, it it wasn't happening. You know, you had Jimmy Hoffa. He had he said it. I got Mayor Daly in my pocket. What? I'm sitting there like what? <laughs> but what I will tell you is, I knew it was a rap for Jimmy though. I knew it was. I knew he didn't have the power like he thought he did when he was in the joint, right? And this is seen in the movie. So this is this is a real historical. You know, well, you know, probably you know, change it up for. You know the, the Hollywood script and all that, but pretty much this is what happened. Uh, the guy that I was telling you he had beef with in the joint before, uh, he basically he fires on him because Jimmy's like, I ain't gonna give you your money. You know, you dirty Italian. Basically, I'm not. You know, you. I think he called him a um one of them guap words, whatever them words in derogatory terms. I don't want to. I don't think it wasn't a day or nothing like that. But he definitely was on some old. Nah, you. Italian motherfucker, I'm not giving you no money, and bro, fire on him, and he he's beating the shit out of Jimmy. I'm like, oh, bro, and he didn't end up dead. Matter of fact, he still got his spot. I'm like, nah, bro, that's an Italian thing. You ain't got the pool like you thought you did. I thought he, I mean, because in my opinion, I'm looking at Jimmy like he's the head of the situation. He's he's the boss. No, <laughs> bro, fired on him, and he didn't get no punishment. For I said, oh no, Jimmy. Yeah, bro, you ain't you ain't got the juice like that. Even in, even if you thought you did, you ain't running it like that. I think the Italians got you. But that's an example. It, black folks was not doing that. <laughs> they won't. They would. They would not allow it to happen like that. For a, a all black, you know, labor union that controls some type of, you know, that has some type of crime element to that that people know about and. It don't work like that unless the situation is different. And America was pretty much the way it's run now. The institutions and the the, the government, it would have to be a, a a complete 180 and be dominated by the African American in order for a situation like that to happen. Uh, like I said, even even in the case of Black Wall Street, where things were pretty much legit, uh, they had their businesses, they had built you know a whole neighborhood in which they were living at. It was destroyed. Uh, matter of fact, there's another uh, instance in which that happened too. I believe the city was. It was a small town. Same type of situation. It was an all-black town. You know, relatively doing well financially. Uh, they were prospering, uh, and it was burnt pretty much to the ground. So uh, they were not doing that to the all the all you know Italian neighborhoods. They weren't doing that to the all you know Jewish neighborhoods uh, again or the all German neighborhood. And again, if it happened, of course, you had the protection of the mafia. We didn't have all that together. They was not allowing us to do that. So even if we were to fight back, we weren't the biggest numbers in a lot of places. So it wasn't like 
you know, we, you know, again, like we, we snap back. It's like, we got to do with all these five different white groups that are going to, and that's what happened. That's what, that's what would happen when, as soon as there were any, so it would, it would go down like this. I mean, of course the Italians and the Irish did not get along. They did not see eye to eye. Maybe they didn't see eye to eye with the Jewish person, but when it came to getting that black folk, oh, they all came together and they all seemed to pass. So again, <laughs> the dynamics changed every time. So again, we didn't have a fair shake. It was all that stuff you saw. Matter of fact, I saw another movie. It was a good movie. Don't get me wrong. It was with uh, Matthew McConaughey. I'll have to do a review on that. It's called The Gentleman. Just recently came out. Pretty solid movie. But again, I'm not letting the brother get away with none of that type of stuff. I'm just, I'm just, saying. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just keeping it real with you. The, the one again. So when an immigrant tells me that type of something, like your dynamic is completely different than ours. <laughs> you, you didn't, have, you wasn't kept, the, you wasn't kept away from voting off the top you wasn't you didn't have laws in place that was already against you that's that's what i'm saying so uh again it was i get it um i understand what their whole what their whole thing was uh and i and i get it um and you did have some you know prominent black unions don't get me wrong I, there was there were there were quite a few actually but again they didn't have that extra crime element and they didn't have that that ability to just you know do what Jimmy Hoffa's people were doing. They didn't have Frank Sharon's like that. You know, they didn't have, you know, mafia bosses to go to. That was pretty much, they didn't have, they didn't have a, a, a union ran by a mafia boss as part of their conglomerates. That's just the thing. And then the black labor unions really focused more on, you know, the actual civil rights of, uh, of us as opposed to, you know, you know, certain, you know, they didn't have the same goals in my opinion. Uh, so, and then on top of that, so it, with that being said, and how do I feel about unions? Because I think that's the main thing I wanted to get to near the end. Um, I I think the concept of a union is actually pretty smart. And the NBA pretty much has a players union. The NFL has a players union. The the professional baseball league has a uh, a you know, union, uh, trade workers have uh, a union. I, I believe not non-trade workers should have a, a union. I believe they should be a union for a uh, retail workers at this point in time. Uh, just, just, just because of what I'm seeing with, with the corporations and what they're doing. I think, uh, I think anybody who is anti anti uh, union is definitely pro pro corporation. Uh, because again, I think, a union, a, a governing body of the workers is going to keep, you know, any type of corporation in check. And I think that's why they, I mean, again, you'd be a fool to not really want to be a part of. Now, don't get me wrong. You have to pay certain dues and don't get me wrong. There's certain, there's certain unions that are run incorrectly. Uh, but for the most part, um, what I, from what I saw in that movie, there was the crime, the crime element. But if you take that away, if you look at actually what the Teamsters were about, what the actual unions were doing, and, and take the mafia out of it, they were actually really effective in what they wanted to do. Even the black unions at the time, because remember they were part of the movements that got uh, that got some of our civil rights and our freedoms. So again, they were a lot more effective back in the day. I think the problem is, especially the, the I mean, I think now you demonize them, especially in a capitalist society, because again, it checks the corporation because the corporation has become the legal rep as is legally represented. They want, and again, and um, and I think that's what it is. And and I and I get it, you know the 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 FBI released whatever files. I haven't dug into that. 
Uh, they're going to release whatever they want about him and, talk, and, tr and, and try to tarnish what he did, just like they tried to do a Martin Luther King. But let me tell you this. They, they'll do all that. They'll, they'll run MLK through the mud. They'll say he dated white women. They'll have whatever they got about Jimmy Hoffa. But they had to kill your boy Epstein to hide whatever they currently doing right now. Whatever the, They know the corporate heads that did that. That's the corporation. The corporation will kill you. You know, if you try to reveal their secrets, but they'll run, they'll, they'll, they'll they have no problem with unleashing JFK, you know, and, and say, oh, he did this. And they don't have no problem with doing all that and trying to, you know, to put down the movement of the worker and the common man. They have no problem with doing that. But remember, Epstein is dead because he's about to expose what, what them corporations is doing right now. Well, at least they, they underhanded stuff. That's what they, and you know what I'm saying? So they killed somebody for that, you know? So they don't think about it, you know? I personally think unions are uh, necessary in this world. And I would, I, I would be, I would be one of the four, the forefront members if I could. I, I Honestly, if I'm being honest, the movie inspired me to, 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 to possibly look into starting a union for retail workers, honestly. That's what I, Again, the, the gangster stuff, I, I, I'm, I'm past that. I get it. That's that's because they had the mob involved. But again, the organizing of the workers and the actual uh, movement in, 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 in which they wanted things uh, and how they went about doing it, the boycotts and all that, they were they were a step in. I mean, I'm not and I'm not just talking about the Teamsters. I'm talking about I can't I can't name all the black unions right now. I can't right now, but there was the the porters and the and the bus boys, uh, those type of those type of unions. They set together the train porters and all that. There was a union for black folks that was about that as well. Just the same, like I said, pay raise, working conditions, hours, benefits. Nowadays, you, you I mean, come on, you, a lot of these employers aren't giving people proper benefits. You know, what I'm saying I'm I'm lucky to be in a position where I work part-time uh you know as close to full well you know close to full-time but still part-time and still have some have some uh, uh benefits i got uh, health care and all that so again not everybody has that and i think some of these things should be universal we're in a situation now where these jobs aren't paying you anything I, you know there's examples of that I, again i told you before um the jobs that are already available yes the the, the unemployment rate is down uh probably lower than the rates back in the 50s and all that when those groups existed but again the jobs are trash they don't pay you anything the price of living is going up especially in this state here in california people are leaving this state you know by the by the by the thousands by the tens of thousands every year so you have that uh you have again we talked about the jobs without the health care without the benefits again you have part-time work they hire you specifically for part-time work uh they hire you specifically at lower wages uh they are fighting in a lot of places to keep wages lower again when i broke it down to the top 10 uh worst republican cities and states i talked about how even in republicans in their situation where They'll prevent it on the state level. They'll prevent cities and counties on a state level from being able to raise the minimum wage, which is the federal standard, which is the seven. See, they see you're getting paid fifteen dollars in California. You're only getting paid seven in Alabama, and you still can't afford to live because again, they because they, again they're in bed with the corporations. The corporations they are more concerned with making profit, uh, and I think unions are more so because again it's created by the workers. It's going to be more so for the workers. And I, you can say what you want. I'm I'm working class. I work for a living. Uh, I am trying to be learn to become a, more of an entrepreneur. But with that being said, with the working class 
even with my background, I, I don't see myself being corporate. I would never side with the corporation on any situation. I think the corporations are part of what's driving these driving our economy uh, into the shitter. It, they are the ones providing the shit jobs. They are the ones that are unwilling to, to pay people. They are the ones that are unwilling to give people the benefits, the, the health benefits. They are the ones that are that are just in league with the cities and the towns that, that have this rate. These, these, this, you have this exorbitant rates of rent, but these companies have not realized that. They, they, I mean, they have these people, they have the nerve to have these people work for them in these, in these, these high cost states and not even have a, have a wage that reflects that. I will always be pro worker. I, I'm definitely, again, I, whoever is, whoever, I mean, I'm putting it out there. If you are involved in community outreach, community organizing, please talk to me. I think we should form a retail workers union. You think I'm crazy? Y'all might be talking. You got a teachers union. You got electricians. Uh, why not seasonal and retail workers? I, come on now. Anybody working nine to five should have an opportunity to find some type of union, some type of protection. Because again, these corporations are eating people alive. Okay, and they're again they're part of the the laws and part of the government. That you know they they are a part of that now, thanks to Mr. Donald Trump. You've I mean don't get me wrong, not uh not the people that have voted for him, but if you voted for Donald Trump, you voted for the corporation. Just keeping it real, you did not vote for somebody to clean the swamp. No, you voted for somebody to maybe possibly clean out the swamp of all the political shit that you think is a problem. But what you've done is you put corporate bullshit. So instead of corporate law, instead of a constitution, it's corporate whatever the corporations want that's what you guess why you have no you have no regulations on your epa you have no regulations in terms of pay you have no regulations and none of that nobody is seeing to it that you get health care because nobody cares that you get health care they make you pay for it. they make you pay the exorbitant rates they make you want to go through the the obama the obamacare hoops or the 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 affordable health care hoops they make you go through that that's who has to go through it. Not you, not, not, not them. If you can't afford it, you can't, you can't get sick. You know what I'm saying? You have to, you have to, I mean, it's like you have to change up your whole lifestyle, your whole diet, just so you don't die. Okay. I would never be pro, pro, uh, corporation. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm pro, I'm pro the worker. I'm pro the worker tr getting the best wage, getting the living wage, uh, seeing to that he could take care, he or she could take care of the family or themselves. If you're above 25 years old, there's no reason that you live in, that you, unless, now unless, you know, again, uh, for bearing some circumstance, maybe an addiction or something like that. I'm sorry, there's no reason a, a, a anybody above 21 years old is not receiving a wage that, that, Barely represents the the rent in which they live because I'm, I'm this is crazy because they have it again if you if you if you have, if you're working again if you work you have a break room or a place where you have where it tells you this is the federal minimum wage and this is what's supposed this is supposed to be the cost of living based on this on this uh this 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 uh minimum wage. If you looked at that California board, you, you, I'm pretty sure you laughed, right? Remember, you, you, it tells you, it tells you how much you need to be spend, spending per meal and, and per unit in terms of your where you living at. You know, goddamn well, you ain't paying that. Don't lie to yourself. They lie, they lie to you on the. I don't even see how they can get away with it. They tell you this is the minimum wage now, eleven bucks or fifteen bucks, and they're gonna tell you you're supposed to be only spending this much for rent a month. <laughs> okay.
okay, y'all, that's why if you make under 100K, <laughs> you're pretty much, uh, what do you call, uh, in poverty in San Francisco. Okay, guys. <laughs> okay, guys. All right, I've gone a little bit off the deep end, maybe, uh, but I'm going to bring it in and call it a wrap for tonight. Uh, tomorrow, I, since I had to put things aside, things to change, things to come up, I'll be going over some college basketball. There's a new top 25 to, to go over. Uh, we're going to be going over to all the action from the weekend. I'm going to be talking about Eli Manning's retirement as well. And uh, on Tuesday, I'll hit you guys up with a word on the street segment. So uh, for now, I'm calling it a wrap. If you want to get in touch with me, you can hit me up on my email at ljbutler75 at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on Facebook or Instagram at ljamahjohnny. That is E-L-J-A-M-A-H. A-D-J-A-N-I. Once again, that is L-Jamah-Johnny, E-L-J-A-M-A-H, A-D-J-A-N-I. I also have a Facebook page for the show as well, at Never Out of Bounds, B-O-U-N-D-S. Once again, this is your man, l Jamal. signing out for now, um, and um, I'll holler at y'all soon. Peace out, one love, I'll holler at y'all later.